You know, there's nothing like Christmas presents under the Christmas tree to spark the imagination. On Christmas Eve, kids will either rush home after the worship service and begin tearing into their Christmas presents or be forced into a fitful sleep just awaiting the bounteous haul that will happen in the morning. It's enjoyable to watch the, the flurry of flying wrapping paper as mysterious packages are ripped apart, hoping each kid that they find the BGE, the best gift ever. Shopping for kids is fairly easy. I mean, you can't go wrong if you have the long-wanted toy under the Christmas tree, right? Um, you know, parents know that if you can keep the socks and the underwear and grandma's knitting to a minimum, things will go well. But adults are different, right? We tend to read into the presents we receive assign meaning to them, speculate on what message the giver is sending here. And gentlemen, don't think for a moment that the wife or the girlfriend doesn't think that way. That is human nature. If you want to send a message of love, the gift is characterized by a meticulous search for just the right gift that will bring a smile on the face. But there are some gifts that send a different message, like a message of last-minute desperation or even disdain. The gift says, you know, I didn't care enough about you to plan ahead, so at the very last minute, I went shopping and got a gift that you'll probably hate. Those gifts are the WGE, right? The worst gifts ever. Those gifts leave the recipient staring at the face of the giver thinking, what could possibly have been in your mind when you purchased that gift? Yeah. Some gifts are so bad, so thoughtless, that you know the giver didn't even purchase the gift. It is a re-gifted gift. <laughs> so if presents are a kind of relational currency that tells another how you feel about them, then a bad gift says that you cared enough to send the very least. Here are some examples of some bad gifts, okay? For example... The, there's something wrong with you, but I won't say it directly, gift. One Christmas, among some other gifts, an aunt gave me a box of acne soap. Okay. The message, I love you, but I can't stand looking at your face. The, I bought me this gift. Usually this is a man buying the gift, right? You give your wife a waffle iron and say, hey, honey, now you can make me some waffles. Aren't you excited? Mm -hmm. The worthless novelty gift. There's nothing that says love like a wallet that looks like it's made out of bacon. The giver says, oh, she'll get a kick out of this. Oh, no, she won't. <laughs> then there's the cheapskate gift. This is giving the gift, that free gift that comes with something else you bought, right? like the Chanel bag when you bought yourself some cologne, 
or the $5 scooter card when you bought yourself the $25 scooter card, or the golf towel or accessories that you got when you bought yourself a new golf bag. People see right through that. And then there is the passive-aggressive mother-in-law gift. Your mother-in-law gives you a flame-throwing weed eats a killer. Instructions say that it's there for killing weeds, but it has this big warning that if you don't light it correctly, the gas will black back up and explode. There's nothing like a gift that says, I love you, but I hope you die in a horrible way in which I cannot be blamed. <laughs> See, unlike children, adults have this tendency to assign meaning to the gifts, to speculate on what message is being sent. Christmas Day, however, reminds us that there is a message that is consistent year after year for every person. God sending his Son into the world for our salvation sends a strong message of divine love and grace. The grace of God appeared, said St. Paul to his mentor Titus, or his mentee Titus, in our text today, saying that Jesus Christ has come into the world for grace. Now, at this particular time, there wasn't a Greek word for grace like we understand it in the Greek language. So St. Paul co-opts one of the Greek words for gift, charis, and uses it to signify God's special grace to us. Charis is the root word of our English words charisma and charity and charm. By using it, St. Paul says that God's grace is a gift but, more importantly, he adds, it has come to us in Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. But this gift is not like some of the gifts we give. I mean, some of the gifts we give do have intended messages behind them. Not crazy about your daughter's fiancé. He may get a gift card to sports clips, hint, if he gets anything at all. But usually we tend to buy the best gifts and give the best gifts to those that we love. St. Paul tells us that God gave us a gift regardless of whether we are on the naughty or nice lift. An immeasurably priceless gift lavished upon us. And none of us really deserved it. For none of us have, are sinless. None of us have lived up to the perfection that God has demanded of us. None of us can boast of our standing before God as if by our good works we merit this gift of God. <laughs> Actually, by our breaking of his commands and our rebellion against God, we deserve bad gifts, coal in our stocking, a pet rock, FTX stock. But God, in his eternal love for us, only gives us the very best gift. Jesus, Christ the Lord. 
God gives us Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace. And this gift was wrapped and ready there in the manger of Bethlehem, bringing, as St. Paul says, salvation to all. The gift is for all people who will simply in faith receive it. And what a gift it is. Jesus is the B-G-E, the best gift ever. God knows that we don't need a Ronco Vegematic or a Popeil's pocket fisherman. We don't need a hoverboard or a hoodie footy pajama. What we need is love and grace, compassion, and most of all, forgiveness. And that is exactly what Jesus brings to us. He came as the Father's love begotten, with healing in his wings, giving grace to all people, giving us what we truly need, himself, ransom for our soul, his life for our life. Therefore, when it comes to God, God's gift is the message. Oh, by this afternoon, when we look at the gifts there, we'll speculate on uh, what messages they may be sending to us. And there probably were some clunkers under the tree. You might have received a certificate that says a star has been named after you. Typically, these gifts, uh, you'll be able to laugh about them in a couple years down the line after you calm down. Um, <laughs> but they end up in the junk drawer or at a garage sale or given to the youth group to sell here at uh, Ascension. <laughs> and there some unsuspecting or some cheapskate or lazy person will buy them on the cheap and give them to some unsuspecting rube next Christian Christmas. But the gift of grace is different. This gift was exquisitely designed to send the right message to the recipient. This gift sends the message that God loves you, that God wants you to be saved, and that you are a child, a member of his kingdom. Having such a gift... And knowing what message it is sending, how can we do other than what we are doing this morning? Singing God's praises in worship, sharing his love, and as St. Paul reminds us, living godly lives according to his commands. You have been given the best gift ever. You have been given Jesus.